Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are at episode 52. We're continuing our study of the cosmic signs in the Olivet Discourse. In particular, we're focusing on Jesus's words in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 21, starting with verse 25. Jesus says, And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and upon the earth distress of nations and perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear and with foreboding of what's coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, look up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. In our last episode, I tried to emphasize that Jesus's words are not pious hyperbole or religious metaphor. They are words describing a stark reality, and we look to back up my position on this. I gave the witnesses of St. Augustine, Thomas Aquinas, along with St. John, and quite frankly, the words of Jesus. Just take them at face value for what they are. Yes, he is pulling these words from the Old Testament, but who are where do these words come from in the Old Testament? It's the Word of God, and Jesus is the Word. Today, I would like to introduce you to an author by the name of Emanuel Velikovsky, who's author of a book that was very popular a few decades ago, several decades ago, in the 50s and the 60s, entitled Worlds in Collision. And I am very deeply indebted for understanding several prophetic passages from the Bible to Emanuel Velikovsky. Uh, Velikovsky was trained as a physician and a psychiatrist, and then he engaged in a 10-year interdisciplinary study of ancient catastrophes documented by historical documents. And as a Jew, he was interested in comparing the history of Israel in the Old Testament, along with the writings of the Talmud, with documents in multiple languages from all around the world. This is what the back cover of his book, Worlds in Collision, says. This book put our view of the history of our solar system, of the earth, and of humanity on a completely new basis and caused an uproar that is still going on today. This is from the New York Times Book Review. Among general nonfiction, Worlds in Collision was being outsold by only one book, the Bible. Worlds in Collision is the epicenter of a literary earthquake. Uh, when it came out, it was an instant New York Times bestselling, topping the charts for 11 weeks. The book has kind of been forgotten in our day, but it wasn't back when it was first published. This is what the Miami Herald said. 
This book has literally shaken the thinking of the world to its foundations. Not since Darwin's Origin of the Species has there been advanced an idea so original, controversial, and stupendous in its implications. And that's from the Miami Herald. The book was first published on April 3, 1950 by Macmillan, but Macmillan eventually dropped the book because scientists and universities from around the United States threatened a total boycott of Macmillan if they continued publishing this book. They didn't like it. So Worlds in Collisions switched publishers to Doubleday. Carl Sagan was one of the ones leading the attack on this. Uh, you may not have known that part of the special series Cosmos by Sagan was an attack on the ideas and theories put forth by Velaskovsky. Most scholars, including biblical scholars, don't like their fundamental beliefs challenged and can react strongly when that occurs. What Velikovsky challenged was, is, was a theory called uniformitarianism, and that's a 25-cent word. Uniformitarianism is basically the idea that the processes that we observe in our universe, the orbits of the planets, along with the rate of decay on the earth and certain geological processes, they have all been uniform or the same throughout history. And one of the ones popularizing uniformitarianism was a man by the name of Charles Lyell who provided the foundation for Darwinian evolution. And even those who are holding to theistic evolution are really dependent on the theory of uniformitarianism. So our Darwinian evolutionists, theistic evolutionists, and scripture scholars who think Jesus is talking in metaphors aren't going to like Velikovsky, who basically taught that there have been catastrophes repeatedly in Earth's history. And this is what he says from page 366 of his book. Catastrophes have repeatedly reduced civilization on this earth to ruins. The earth has come in contact with other planets, namely Venus and Mars, and comets. Now, I need to mention that when Velikovsky talks about collisions, he's not talking about Venus or Mars literally colliding into the earth, but a near miss by a comet or a planet, there's an electrical discharge that can take place. And if you want to mess up magnetism, and the Earth has an iron core, you simply have a gigantic electrical discharge, and that can produce a geophysical catastrophe and result in whatever empires or nations are dominating the things everything basically gets a major reset. That's why you find Old Testament scriptures referring to the destruction of an empire, nations, or kingdoms, and you have this language describing various great shakings on the earth and the siege roaring and all kinds of things going on. Well, these things could have actually happened. He goes on to say, and this is in the next page, it is believed that the world has gone through eons of undisturbed evolution and equally long eons are before us. In other words, everything's been the same, 
Everything is the same. Everything will be the same. That's kind of an idea of, I would call kind of like a psychological Valium to put everybody to sleep. Don't be too concerned about things. We, we have nothing to worry about. He goes on to say, the average man is no longer afraid of the end of the world. Man clings to his earthly possessions, registers his land holdings and fences them in. Peoples carry on war to preserve and to enlarge their historical frontiers. Yet the last five or 6,000 years have witnessed a series of major catastrophes, each of which displaced the borders of the seas and continents, submerging kingdoms and creating new ones. Cosmic collisions, again, these can be near misses where you have the major electrical discharges. Cosmic collisions are not divergent phenomena. They are more in the nature of occurrences implicit in the dynamics of the universe. And so what are some of the conclusions that would come from this? And hang on to your seat because this is going to um, adjust your worldview. And this is one of the reasons why you have straightforward statements by Jesus repeated in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, why these same statements are recorded in the Psalms and in the Old Testament prophets, and biblical interpreters are simply saying they're metaphors. But what if they're not? What if the real meaning of the Hebrew prophets about the terrestrial and cosmic upheavals, like what we just read about in Luke 21, because remember Jesus is pulling from these Old Testament prophets, what if there are historical documents around the world from the same period of time describing the same thing? How, how, how does that figure into a Old Testament Jewish prophetic metaphor? It doesn't. It means it was a historical event. He goes on, he says that the theory that the planets have revolved in their existing orbits for billions of years is fiction. The planets in their current orbits are relatively new, only a few thousand years old. He makes the claim that Venus and Mars have created devastations on the Earth. And did you know, and he go, he's gone to cultures around the world, investigated historical documents from around the world, and multitudes of them have records by these cultures saying Venus and Mars created these catastrophes. They were feared and, in fact, trying to uh, worship or sacrifices were made to them to prevent repeated catastrophes. Makes the claim that the magnetic poles of the earth have reversed, that gigantic tides and tsunami-like waves caused by changes in the earth's rotation. And noticed in Psalm 46, Luke 21, the Old Testament prophets, it's the heavens basically becoming dark, the cosmic signs, all kinds of things going on, the earth shaking, the whole earth shaking, and waves and seas uh, causing men to faint with fear. That's what Jesus says. In the ancient histories around the world, calendars were different. The lunar year consisted of 360 days, 12 months of 30 days. And really, scholars haven't quite figured out, why do we have 365 and a quarter days now? Well, maybe it's because the geographical position of the terrestrial axis has been changed. 
And that's exactly what Velaskovsky goes on to explain and then showing records from around the world, those changes. And you might say, oh, come on. Uh, I wasn't taught this in school. Um, you know, look, Carl Sagan's against this. All the evolutionary uh scientists are against this. Even the theistic evolution theologians are against this. Yeah, they are. But you know something I find very interesting? You have to go all the way to like 400 pages in his book and you find this. After Albert Einstein died, there was a book found open on his desk. That book was entitled Worlds in Collision by Emanuel Velaskovsky. Now, I'm going to break my rule. I said I would never do private revelations on this show, but I'm going to break it today. It's just today because Antonio Sochi, who's the author of The Fourth Secret of Fatima, has recently written an article about a published, recently published biography of Sister Lucia. And Sister Lucia said in this vision she had, I felt in my spirit by a light-filled mystery. I saw and heard the point of a flame-like lance which detaches and touches the axis of the earth, and the earth shakes. Mountains, cities, towns, and villages with their inhabitants are buried. The sea, rivers, and clouds leave their bounds. They overflow and drag with them into a whirlpool, houses and people, in a number unable to be counted. It is the purification of the world. And I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 52 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.